0: Welcome to The Odds Couple, a presentation of ESPN Chicago. The Odds Couple is brought to you by Circa Resort and Casino Las Vegas. The Odds Couple. Here's your host, Mike Norris, and Carmen
1: DeFalco.
2: Welcome into this week's episode of The Odds Couple, presented by Circa Resort and Casino. It's Mike North and Carmen DeFelco with you as we roll into another weekend. It is good to be back, Mike. I missed you guys last week. I needed a week to decompress after that long NFL season. I'm a little sad that NFL is over. So uh, I was gone last Friday, but are you guys pressed on with a great show without me. And thanks to Tyler Rocky for sitting guys. in.
0: What do you mean, you guys? Where's Eric? He wasn't there. Nobody was there. Eric I'm was in
2: the back. Eric was in the Dominican. Yeah. And I and was you're running home.
0: around. I don't know what you're I, doing. I was waiting
2: for a washing machine repairman to come. You're up Walking forever.
0: around. I mean, uh, you know, like <laughs> with, uh, with a robe and a cigarette holder, like John Barrymore. <laughs> and, and and I'm here holding the bag. And I, I to be honest with you, after watching San Francisco, I know I don't want to be like uh. Nicky Santoro talking to the banker. Right. But I think I want my money back. I got to okay? see. Right. Yeah. McCaffrey fumbles, and it's been haunting me. And then I told you the story last night because we went to Pennyville Station, and Eric was supposed to join us, Eric Ostrowski. And hi, everybody. Appreciate it. And Eric, uh, you know what, had a little medical situation that he's taking care of. But, uh, his, his
2: one-year-old had a medical yeah, situation yeah, that he had to take care year of. Yeah, one-year-old,
0: which would do, I'd be in shock still <laughs> if something like that happened. I mean, so he's doing fine now, Eric, and we're happy about that. Uh, but we talked about... Uh, uh, you and and Eric leaving, and I got to explain my San Francisco pick. But the bleeding mm. of the golf yeah. into the Super Bowl, and I took my eye off the ball, and Charlie Hoffman had a three-stroke lead with four holes to go, and he blew it, and I didn't know it, and I had been live betting all along, and I'm sure it's happening other people. Catastrophe! What a catastrophic Super Bowl! Crazy.
2: Um, I mean, and it, normally you wouldn't have to worry about it, but no, the weather delayed cause of the, the start because the right. The weather delayed the start of that whole damn thing, and so then you missed the end of it. Well,
0: you know what happened, and believe me, my wife's the greatest, and if I say anything otherwise, I don't eat. Okay, but here's the thing. It was one of these deals where every year we watch the Super Bowl, we don't have any interruptions. So we went through it, and I didn't even change the channel to check the score on golf because I figured— Charlie Hoffman would win, and Nick Taylor hit some ridiculous butt. I find out about the next morning, I went into a depression for about an hour, and then I said, let's go back to work.
2: Unbelievable. That's what right? you got to do. It's you, like the you, stock market. You do have to do that, but it is crazy the way it Oh, it, it was happened. a hard
0: one for me. It was a bad beat Sunday. Yeah,
2: that, beat. that absolutely and,
0: was. And you know what, McCaffrey, I see the commercial, you know, and he's running with the ball. Hold on to
2: it. Hold on to the ball. For the
0: please. one time, I, I needed you. We all needed you, I mean, and you would have won that game.
2: Period. I, don't you? I don't even want to like start circling back to it. You know, I mean, I'm, no. I know it's it's they were going right down the field of them on that opening drive. It's a, a couple little things here and there, and then you know Shanny ends up getting lambasted, and he's got to own some of the stuff yes, that happened does. late and the the decision to to probably kick the ball off uh, uh, to take the ball uh, first. But uh, you know, there's a, a few little things here and there. If San well, Fran does right, been they MVP. win that game.
0: Jenny's would have been MVP, and yeah. I'll tell you this. With my system, I've been pretty successful, but it doesn't do enough to rate the coaches. But I'm going to go on record mm-hmm. as saying I will pay as much attention to Shanahan, and I'll and Carmen will too. We promise. If Carmen promises, because I to pay as much attention when I tell him about John Harbaugh and his nonsense in the postseason where he hardly hands the ball off. Against, that was bad. I mean it was just bad that, coaching. That was and bad. And and the buck stops with him mm-hmm. and the next two and what do I see two days later he's talking about God. Well you know what? <laughs> Maybe take some advice. From the big guy upstairs, run I mean, the ball.
2: Maybe listen, yeah. Like come He's on. trying to tell you something. If he's, he's trying you to, to run the on. ball a little bit, you know.
0: I mean, but you, you know what? He's a heck of a coach, but I've yeah. told Carmen in big spots, some of these guys, they don't get it done. Oh,
2: you're right. They have, you know, like, uh, I, I, I like the way Big Cap put it with Waddle and Sylvie earlier this week when he was on. He said these okay. guys, even the good ones, all have a blind spot.
0: Oh, absolutely, Everybody. right, Mike.
2: Yeah, and, and, like even like in and, and listen, I no disrespect to Matt Eberflus, but if you told me you could get John Harbaugh or Kyle Shanahan as the coach of the Bears, I'm driving Matt Eberflus to the airport. I mean, I, I just am. But you're not wrong. No. They all have some weaknesses, and when they come in big moments in the playoffs, when all the eyes are on them, it's like you know this. This
0: Harbaugh wasn't once since 2008. I know th- or 2011, and right?
2: When we're were 2013 when they win their well, Super Bowl 13? I think.
0: Yeah, oh, yeah. it's uh, Tomlin that hadn't won since Tomlin hasn't won in a long time. So yeah. I, I, I will yeah. tell you this, Tomlin, he was such a genius. So Mitch is on the free agent market now because he decided after a couple games, Mitch wasn't worthy, we're going to go to pick it. Now he doesn't want any of them. And for some reason, he is, you know, there's ha- people not happy. Now there's uh, rumors about fields going there. Mm-hmm. It's 25 to 1. I don't think that's going to happen. Right. Maybe Atlanta. But I just want everybody to know this. If Justin Field goes, I promise Carmen, I don't know what I'm going to do. Do I send the individual Bear writers and Bear media blue paint with it so they can paint their faces blue with the w- number one? When I said everybody invested in this kid, now all of a sudden, oh, let's go to the next thing, Carmen. And you know what? I think the next thing is what I brought up two weeks ago, which you thought was good. It was all about uh, uh, Kirk Cousins. Cousins. And, and, and guess what? Now I'm hearing about Russell Wilson. I think okay. that's a long
2: shot. I mean, you're going to have to trade for Russell Wilson.
0: I understand. But Kirk Cousins is on the market. I've already said if you got either one of those two guys, you're going to end up making the playoffs. If we don't, I don't care who the quarterback is. We're not. We're not. I think we need a veteran. And hmm. then if they want to draft a guy like Caleb Williams or anybody else, draft them. But go get the veteran. Let those the kid learn like Love did uh, from Green Bay. Because I don't think you can put, do the Jordan, uh, uh, the Justin Fields thing again, and just hand a, a, a rookie with no experience except maybe prospects a job. Do you? Are we going to go through this again?
2: I think they're going to go through it again. Oh, I do. God. I think they have so, I think. I think all the odds will tell you that right now, too. I mean, the, the Bears are such a heavy favorite to stay atop the the board and pick a quarterback, whether that's Caleb or somebody I, and, else. And
3: I
0: and I understand that, but we're going to do the same darn yes, thing. they're going to. Yes, and the people who were chirping about, and I mean, I took abuse, folks, because I was a Mitch guy, and I turned out right. If Justin Fields leaves, he lasted less time than Mitch did. And I took abuse from the people that are now going to go to, and I go to the Caleb Williams wagon after being on the Justin Fields going to Canton wagon. And I'm supposed to take that this time? Everybody's hoping and praying the Bears do the, uh, the right thing. The wrong thing was maybe that Ryan Post decided... We're going to inherit this kid and maybe it will work. Maybe he should have done something that year. Who knows? You know what I mean? I think he had to give Justin Fields another shot. But do you think Justin Fields is going somewhere else? I heard Green saying. I think he is. But do you think he's going to prove the Bears wrong? I don't know. I don't know. think so. I don't, I don't think, think so. I don't think so. I don't. I'm with you. I
2: don't. And here's what I will because
0: say because he won't have the press coddling him like happened here. I'm telling you,
2: folks. Depending on where he goes, but yeah, you could be right. Here's what I will say. They draft a young quarterback. They play him all year. If the Bears win fewer games next year than they did this year, then they deserve to be lambasted. Well, that's
0: why I want Cousins or and Wilson and then maybe you get a guy like Hartman in the fourth round from Notre Dame, who's 24 years old, played at Wake Forest, knows how to play the position. Maybe not as gifted athletically as many, but we've seen... See, I just see Goff... Mayfield, Stafford, these are all guys that made it to the playoffs, or have won Super Bowls, or been involved in Super Bowls, that are with other organizations after they were thrown on the scrap heap. Mm-hmm. I think the same thing could happen with well, Cousins isn't a scrap heap guy, but he's coming off injury, and Russell Wilson last year had a great year, folks. He did, but did he come through at times when they needed him? I didn't watch the whole season. But he had a—if you look at his stats, Carm— He wasn't
2: terrible. That's true. He I mean, was, he was What are you, 28-6? and
0: six? Something like uh, that? Touchdown interception?
2: I'll double-check real quick. That's sounds... Yeah, I like
0: when you do that. Double-check. It <laughs> makes it sound like uh, factual. <laughs> <laughs> it does. By the way, last night, folks, we were at Pennyville Station.
2: It was so good.
0: Just have the prime rib. Just tell him order it on a plate, carve it up so everybody can dig in. then you have some other great things. We just had the time of our life. And, I mean, really, we took a picture today on— uh, on uh, uh Twitter for Twitter and stuff and it really looks to me like it's uh a '50s detective with a with with a young man that's been out of line. First of I don't all, know.
2: Mike looks fantastic. <laughs> like the you diet, don't... and I mean, like he looks fantastic. No, like, Zetterman, I'm not
0: uh, keto. Uh, he... I apologize. I used to make fun of it. He's gonna and I've love lost it. Twenty eight pounds.
2: I'm promising you, he's Tell gonna him, love would it. would you pass the and, word
0: on so the guy gives me the time of day?
2: And Mike stuck by it. Like he ate nothing but protein. Never. It was great, but he did the veteran move where when we had just sat down, the waitress came over. Oh yeah. And without even looking, Mike said. Bring a prime rib for the table and slice it up. Veteran move! And it
3: was fantastic. <laughs> and
2: and I'm like, that's how you start the meal, right there.
0: That's it. And then, and then we had some belays, uh, uh it, it, some sliders and stuff. Awesome. But, and then at the bar, let me just say this. Uh, what was her name? Chloe. Very nice. Uh, yeah, Chloe. Yeah. Worth the price of admission, ladies and gentlemen.
2: That's all I'm going to tell everybody. (laughs) It was great. We were watching NBA. We were having some laughs. Absolutely, It was fun. All right, when we come back. Crazy. Wild. We'll talk to uh, a little different than like the old days running around Park Ridge, Mikey. Yeah. Coming up next. Yeah, I know what's going on now. Yeah. We'll talk to uh, our buddy Luke Pergandy. Uh See what's hot at Prop Swap. Uh, Mike's got some golf thoughts later on rolling into the weekend. Uh, We'll talk a little NBA. We got uh, ponies from Jim Miller. I think the Rebel is this weekend, if I'm not mistaken. Jimmy will fill us in on the big uh, prep races for the weekend. So we got a lot to do, folks. We're cruising along. Don't go anywhere. We're coming right back. We are the Odds Couple presented by Circa Resort and Casino.
1: This is the Odds Couple with Carmen DeFalco and Mike North on ESPN
2: 1000. inside this week's episode of the odds couple presented by circa resort and casino mike and carmen with each and every week catch up on demand it's the easiest way to get us you can get all the best plays never miss anything just download the espn chicago app click on the odds couple tile and you are good to go the encore replay will hit the airwaves on am 1000 and fm 100.3 hd2 coming up on Saturday after. White Sox baseball, day baseball out in the Cactus League, sometime around 5 o'clock or so, rolling into your Saturday evening. You can catch the Encore replay. Time for one of our weekly contributors, and he's one of our favorite guys. Speaking of apps that you better have, get the free and easy-to-use Prop Swap app on your smartphone and we go out to the CARX Tyron Auto guest hotline to say hello to Luke Pergandy. Oh, okay, your neck of the woods. <laughs> Hi,
1: guys. Hi, i My mic. How What's are you, buddy?
2: Up, uh, football's over. You know, NBA, college basketball kind of taking center stage here for a little while. Baseball, too, in the coming weeks. But I figured NBA would be a good place to start with you, Luke. And just looking at some of the odds, I find one thing curious, and I've noticed it over the last couple of weeks. Maybe not curious, but it's just sort of interesting. When you look at, the top two teams in the Western Conference right now in terms of record, the one and two seeds, the Minnesota Timberwolves who are back in action after the All-Star break tonight against the Bucks, and the Oklahoma City Thunder who had a very impressive win coming out of the break last night against the Clippers. Those two teams are one and two in the West. There are also six teams in the NBA with shorter odds to win the title. The T-Wolves and OKC are both 20 to 1 with the Celtics, Nuggets, Clippers, Bucks, Suns, and Knicks all having shorter odds. It's kind of strange this time of year post All Star break when you look at the top two seeds and you see them getting 20, 22 to 1 in the odds board, isn't it?
1: Uh, I, that to me is just the classic indication of why the regular season just isn't that relevant to the NBA. Like we, I talk about this all the time. The Sun, You still could have found the Suns. At single digits like a month ago, and uh, you know now now they're fourteen to one. So I bet you at some book you could find a nine to one somewhere. than the Phoenix Suns, who are currently you know six and a half back mm-hmm. in the West, I mean this this happens every year. It's like as long as your roster is loaded and you can turn it on, come you know playoff time and in two months you're going to be okay. And I think the odds makers are just like we'll we'll take the risk if you want to take a stab at you know, the the leading T-Wolves or, you know, the Thunder, and we'll give you a 20 Thunder or 25 to 1 at FanDuel, like you said. Like that's, we'll take the risk because I think is our opinion.
0: Yeah, and that's a good thing that you're saying. Take the risk. I, I know, like, uh, Jokic still hasn't missed the shot from last night. Uh, he had a historic night, ladies and gentlemen. The MVP race will be between him and the kid from OKC yep, it looks right like now. It. I mean, because they're going to be maybe a one seed. We'll Any see
2: chance Luka, you think, Mike? Any chance Luka no, sneaks into that?
0: I just think the schedule works against them and their lack of defense. I think they'll yeah. lose some games. Yeah. I Nobody expected OKC to be where they're at, and that kid's great. But, I mean, Jokic, I mean, now they're... He's breaking records that will Chamberlain add. He's one of four guys to do this, not miss a shot, have fifteen assists, fifteen rebounds. That should be interesting. But I want to change the take on golf for a minute here, Luke. We're going to be talking a lot of golf here for the uh, you know for the next few weeks. And I, 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 I want to ask you about Liv and the PGA. My idea would be that Liv is in one conference, like the AFC, mm. and the PGA guys are in another conference. You have just match up golf starting on Thursday, you know, not a Ryder Cup format, but you do something like that, I think all they'd be missing and they'd have it is the major network. I think people are saying, well, someday they're just going to to play team golf and all this other nonsense. I think they go back and simplify it like the NFL and make, you know, team. Maybe if you want to do a team thing, make it like that or with individuals. Make the rivalries that way. How do you see this happening? And I'll be honest with people: as long as the PGA's on a major network, I'm betting PGA before live.
1: Yeah. No, I mean distribution is everything for for upstart leagues. Mm-hmm. So I agree. If we're you know if you can't sit on your couch and and watch live on Saturday or Sunday, it makes it difficult to bet on. Versus opening up your laptop and being able to watch it on YouTube, it's just not as enjoyable of an experience. I mean, they acted like this was going to be a merger. You know, yeah. three months ago, right. the DJ tour and live, and, you know, they had the big press release, and the CEOs of both um, both companies had the, uh, you know, the, the photograph together, and in no universe has there been a merger. Like, these are completely separate leagues. Still. They so, hate so each I, other,
0: and they're trying to take yeah. Rory now, and, and Monahan hasn't been seen since Patton was a corporal. I mean, what's going on?
1: <laughs> it's crazy. Totally. Totally. I. Yeah, I, they, that is, there will, you know, there's a Twitter saying, like, there will be lawyers, there will be lawyers involved in this merger. I'm sure they are battling right now in court on how to figure this out, and um, they acted like this problem was solved, this problem's not solved. Those two are are still operating as isolated businesses.
2: Is it, how do you find it affects you guys, Luke? I mean, the PGA still, I think, just naturally is going to have more eyeballs because, the coverage is more readily be, available yeah. so like how, yep. how does it and you we've you've talked for years with us about you guys never really I, I think this was sort of just like one of the nice sort of dumb luck things that happened when you guys started the site and the app mm-hmm. is like golf blows up for you guys especially the big tournaments and i, I guess that doesn't matter as much because the the big tournaments are going to be seen and all those guys will be there in the majors but like how is it affecting the way people are buying and selling golf tickets at prop swap
1: yeah, I think with the removal of the stars, John Rahm, you know, and these superstar golfers who have went over to live, the underdogs, the 101 right. guys who typically wouldn't have had a chance to win these PGA Tour events are now winning. Mm. And you look at, you know, we're only seven weeks into the season. There's been four mm. separate triple-digit wow. winners on the Tour already. Pebble, Waste Management was a third and that's what's happening is and, that these guys uh, who have no business winning PGA Tour events, are, you can get them at 100-to-one, 500-to-one-odd because these superstars are split now between live and the Tour. That's and what's know, happening. And, and you know what Amber's else? Nobody
0: straight. else is saying, and you know what nobody else says? Gee, I wonder what John Rahm's doing right now. As they're watching the PGA with these up-and-coming stars, because TV, like Luke says, always makes people stars. You know, it widens the product. You don't know who's gonna win anymore. I mean, but you got guys like Cantley who were winning last week and then just choke and let people in. So it's I just think it's it's the T V deal that that's gonna end up being the PGA and the PGA I think the PGA knows maybe this Monaghan panicked and this merger talk was premature. And now they're trying to back off this thing because there's been no news, guys. Nothing. Yep. So
1: Totally. Yeah, it was pretty wild. It was it was completely premature, and I think Monaghan was just trying to keep uh, you know settle everyone down because I'm sure he was getting pressured to think, "What are you doing about Liv? And he came out with that press release, but I think it was just propaganda. I don't I don't think the the nuts and bolts were figured out yet. I don't, I don't think the profit sharing was figured out, TV distribution, how you actually merge these two leagues. I don't think that stuff's been figured out yet. They so, just rushed into. Uh, it. But for now, great great for sports bettors. Keep betting long shots. That's right. Go yeah. open this weekend. You know, you can find some fifty to one or one hundred to one guys, and like you said, we we never thought that golf would be this popular on Proud up. It's just the ability to buy and sell after each round or in round. Just it's a really fun experience when you're watching. It's, it's a new championship every weekend, as opposed to the NFL, which is. Five months long of a championship.
2: Yeah. Well, uh, Masters, uh, guys, we're like just what, like it, seven weeks? Uh a little less than seven weeks away.
0: And
2: I, but but I mean people are already week. people are already looking at those tickets, right, Luke?
1: For sure. Yeah. Oh yeah, selling so tons of masters. So yeah, the Masters begins. On Thursday, April 11th. Um, so we are up against, uh, you know, March Madness, obviously, before that. Mm-hmm. But people are for sure buying and selling Masters Futures already. All
2: right. All right, Luke. Have a great weekend, buddy. Uh, always a pleasure. And we'll catch up again next Friday.
1: Okay. Thanks, guys. You do See you, pal. All
0: right. Oh, the it's the best. Golf is the best, folks, because I, you go one-on-one. Uh, you know, you, you, you bet the 49ers, they play perfect football, but then one guy fumbles the mm-hmm. ball. And then all every, oh, hell breaks loose. Mm-hmm. You don't perform up expectations. Some players don't come to play, like or some coaches don't come to coach, like we saw in the 49er game and in the Ravens game. So with one-on-one golf, I just think, Carm, it should be to live against the PGA, profit-sharing, what have you, where, you know what, they can play in the majors, but on the other days... They go against each other. I think it's just it's it's, it's David That's versus a, Goliath. However way you want to do it,
2: it's a good thought.
0: I like don't know make, what else
2: they could do. I don't know, Mike. I make, hear
0: they're going to have team play. Nobody wants that. They're not. They're doing it now. Nobody cares. Tell me who's won the last four events and live.
2: I have no clue. I wouldn't well, I, even. I have no clue. I
0: turned them on on WGN. I thought it was my family movies when I was a kid. <laughs> I mean, there's people laying in the grass with towels. I know what's going music, on
2: with music playing in the background. Right. All right, coming up next, uh, we'll talk maybe a little bit more NBA. I want to pick Mike's brain on some baseball stuff. I love some,
0: when my brain's picked. It doesn't take long. Well,
2: we got some big-picture baseball stuff we can talk about. The Cactus League, the Grapefruit League's getting underway. We've got uh, day Baseball like on our Biden today. I last
0: night, and you look like Joey Fatone. No, stop it. Like you were holding me up.
2: Stop it. Mike, you look incredible, I'm telling yeah, you. Yeah, okay. Uh, coming up, <laughs> we got uh, a lot more to do. Plus, Jim Miller, a little bit later on, we'll oh, give you some yeah. best plays rolling into the weekend. We are the Odds Couple, presented by Circa Resort and Casino. This is the Odds Couple with Mike North and Carmen DeFalco.
1: This is Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago. On FM 100.3 HD2, the ESPN Chicago app and ESPN 1000.
2: Welcome back inside this week's episode of The Odds Couple presented by Circa Resort and Casino. Listen on demand anytime, anywhere with the ESPN Chicago app. Saturday's Encore replay will come your way a little bit later in the day after White Sox baseball as we've got some Cactus League action here on your home for the White Sox and the Chicago Bears ESPN Chicago. Follow Mike on Twitter. He is at North to North. That's the number two. I'm at Carmen DeFalco. Uh, Baseball is getting underway.
0: Yeah, baby. Belly. Where's belly?
2: Where you, I mean, all how about the, the Boris four? They're calling them the Boris four. You still got Belly Chapman, Blake Snell, and Jordan Montgomery. All just, you, and know then, you know, it's almost March 1st, Mike, and they're yeah. all still out there.
0: You know, Bellinger, get your ass in camp, Ricketts, offer a little bit more, come to a conclusion here. I mean, you know what? I, I always say, you know, it takes it takes two to tangle, and and Bellinger. Kicked ass for the Cubs, but the Cubs believed in him. They gave him, what, $17 million last year? Off oh, of what? A couple, Some some bit not so sparkling year. Oh, off, off
2: of two really bad injury-plagued His injury reputation plagued was years. in the garbage.
0: I mean, I remember I, I had this same discussion, and even bits is forgotten. Scott Skiles came on with me when he was coaching the
2: Bulls. Love Skiles.
0: And I said on the air, and he heard it as he was driving, that he was holding out. And I said, you got no respect for nobody. They busted their ass for you. You want this much money? You were, the Bulls came and hired you to coach them. They believe in you. There's got to be an impasse. And guess what? Paxson ended up thanking me, and Skiles called the station. Because he didn't realize, just like somebody in town doesn't realize, that when you threaten somebody, that it's not always going to be effective, Carm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I think Bellinger isn't in the threat mode, but I think Boros, I mean, he comes across almost as greedy, too greedy mm. sometimes, in my opinion. I think it's a combination of both, but Ricketts says they don't want to talk to him. So what, who are we supposed to believe in?
2: I don't know. Right? Ricketts is saying that, well, Maybe he's... Boros
0: has a hard-line stance, and, and they know it, and nobody's talking to each other.
2: Yeah, you know, the Cubs have... If they Jesse... don't get
0: Bellinger, they're not winning. I'm telling everybody now.
2: Yeah, because then you're depending on a young kid in Michael Bush to produce the way Bellinger you want me did to, last You want year. me to pop the balloon?
0: Here's what I'm going to do for everybody today. I'm going to give you two for the price of one. If the Bears don't sign a veteran quarterback, they're not making the playoffs next year. Mm. And if the Cubs don't sign Bellinger, they're not going to make the playoffs either. They're not even going to maybe be a 500 team. I'm saying it right here. That's how big that kid is for us. So I'm telling you, two for the price of one. Sign a vet for the Bears. Sign Bellinger for the Cubs. We got a shot.
2: Is there... Let me throw one scenario at you. If Is they there miss, more
0: room down the trough?
2: Well, I was going to say, like, let me throw one scenario at yeah. you if they don't sign Bellinger. All right? Okay. Like. Let's look at the Mets, right, who last year, going into last year, spent a ton of money. It wasn't working out. They traded some pieces away. Mm-hmm. They, they're, they're, the and one, they
0: fired Joe Walter, which was a mistake.
2: I like Buck, I know. The one bright spot in their pitching rotation uh, just got injured and has a shoulder problem. We know what that generally means, pitchers and Absolutely. shoulders. Like, that could be a death Now, Like, if the Mets are falling out of it for the second straight year and decide to sell, like, could you go to them and trade for Alonzo? And... Deal with the fact that you know, yes, he that is going to be, be a awesome. free agent, but like, I don't know. I'm just like, if they miss out on Bellinger, what's the plan? Well, I see, guess.
0: Here's my deal: because of the fact that Milwaukee, because they lost Burns, got weaker.
2: Yes, a console, that's a good point.
0: They lost. Console, they lost Council and Burns. Who's the second coming of Connie Mack? I guess. <laughs> All right, I'll find. That will be up to me and you to decide as we do the we'll Odd see. Couple show for our fifth year anniversary, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> So I'm just telling you right now. If we could get a guy like that, does that? Of course, it replaces him at the bat. But Bellinger can play three positions. Yeah. he's a he's a quiet type of guy. He's you know what? He reminded me a lot of Chris Bryant when Chris Bryant produced. He had that demeanor, and I don't know if that's the type of demeanor that you're going to get that performance out every year because it's proven out that Bellinger hasn't had a consistent career.
2: Mm. It's weird. Like he's been an MVP. He's been a rookie of the year. He's won a World Series. He had those two down years after the the shoulder. He hurt his shoulder celebrating. Yeah. It's another one of yeah. these, like, they're doing Don't a celebration. Do I mean, my God. And Act like, like you've been there. And it knocked two years off yeah. where people are wondered. Now,
0: I'll just be honest with you, Carm. On the other side of town, I know Jerry Reinsdorf. I've been out with Jerry Reinsdorf. I, he's 87 years old now. I just would like to say this. That stadium, I don't care where you put it. If you don't put good ball players in it, or you can't project anymore and rebuild. What? Look, when you say you can't make it at a certain spot, and then you go to the state, what you got to do is investigate. Did you pick up a Harper? Did you go after uh, uh, an Otani? Mm-hmm. Did you go after uh, the the pitcher from the Yankees? Who is was it? Uh, the kid that went free agent and then won the Cy Young last year. Why is he escaping my name?
2: uh, uh, Garrett Cole.
0: Garrett Cole. The Sox have never gone after anybody that would bring people to the park in the biggest way since... Man, since Fisk, in a way, we had Frank Thomas, homegrown. But that's what they got to do. I don't care where they move it. But here's another thing. If Jerry wants to move the team, somebody over there is not reading the tea leaves. Because I'm out and about. And you know what? People... You know what they're saying, most of them? I'm sorry to say, folks, if he wants to leave, leave. Leave. But sell the team then if you don't like it here. And then buy a team and put a team in Nashville. But keep the White Sox here, which would be somewhat, or he would take the Sox with him. But the American League would not go long, folks. I'm telling you right now. Without a a A Chicago Chicago representative. I'm telling you right now. And I just think that Jerry's got to cool his heels on, on the, on the idle threats. That's all.
2: I think, as you mentioned, his age, Jerry's about to turn 88. I think he is. And he's
0: got to show that I, I, we still uh, want to win if you want to get taxpayer money. I, Come I
2: think on. he knows at this point that when he's gone, the White Sox will be sold. Michael uh, will not retain controlling interest of this team. No. And I think the he's
0: doing. He only owns 9% uh, Jerry. Right.
2: And I think he's doing everything he can to sweeten the deal for his family and his investors. I think that's what this is all about. I think a new a new ballpark raises the... Well, the White Sox are valued at roughly about $2 billion. That valuation certainly goes up. And it up should be much with, higher, but yes, they have not be. run the team. You're right.
0: Look, there's people still going through parking issues there. They've been going for two decades. Right. So they, the Cubs never have these issues, and they don't even have a they lot. They don't even have parking. So, so my point is... If you got the same people running the show and then you're going to ask for money, you gotta look into certain things. And you know what? I don't think it's gonna happen if you threaten the move because most White Sox fans right now. I'm just being honest with the with the hierarchy over there would tell you go ahead.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah, Mike, you Yurko and I have talked about this too. I, I, I as a dihor. I've been a White Sox, White Sox fan, fan my
0: whole life. I know, Mike. I enough mean enough is enough. If it, you want to go go, but I, sell I've, the team if you
2: don't like it. I've said the same thing and am I to believe that they build this new park. You know, Jerry talks about well, we can't compete in this economic era. Come on. Am I to believe all of a sudden he's gonna start spending five hundred million on free agents? He's never spent more than seventy-five. No. I told Yurko yesterday, Mike, in the last ten months, the Pittsburgh Pirates have handed out two contracts in total value that are greater than Love. any contract the White Sox have ever given a player, Mike.
0: It's like their the Pirates' valuation. I told him right to his face we were at breakfast. I said, why don't you just give McCann a new contract? Oh, uh, I mean, you know, we don't know if you'll do the same, you know, thing. Just being honest with what he said to me, nothing big. And they picked up Grandel, and I told him, what are you doing? And, and uh, you know what? It's just a nonsense. It's not been run right, folks. Yeah. And that's the bottom line, That if people don't like it, that's I'm being straight up about being a White Sox fan. But there's a lot of disgruntlement out there that would prefer he do leave. And I don't think they realize that. Uh, Mm. They're like in a bubble. And they can turn it around. But, But you can't just go down there and say, give me the money. Otherwise, I'm leaving. You can't.
2: White Sox win total is a paltry sixty three and a half right now in Vegas. It's the third lowest. Only the Rockies and the A's And Tim
0: Tim Anderson got picked up by Miami. By
2: Miami, yeah, got a five, and he got a major league deal too, five million. So he joins Jake Berger over there. He does, yes. And I
0: the Berger thing will bother me for the Mm. rest of time. He was a Chicago White Sox. I love
2: Berger. I mean, but that's it. See, I I love him.
0: That's the point. Who didn't love him that you would give that kind of deal away? He's, he's they, gonna they, be a thirty. He's gonna be Schwarber Junior.
2: Ah, oh, gosh, it's tough. They were so bad last year. They were so friggin' bad. It was like, you know what? I kind of get like selling high on a guy, but I do love. Berger. I'm gonna
0: give Chris get Chris gets a little bit of a, a. You know, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. But it's like his buddies from the Royals. organization. I know. I mean, what I why know. we're raiding the the Royals uh, executives? Thank you. Now, did, and all the rest. I, I will say he
2: added two good people outside of the Royals. Barfield? Thank God. He added Barfield, I like Barfield and Bannister. Both Brian Bannister, who is Floyd's son, uh, Josh Barfield, who is Jesse Barfield's son, both come from good winning organizations. Barfield was, has been working with uh, Arizona uh, under well, their GM, who's a Theo was- guy. And then Bannister has been bit with both the Diamond—excuse uh, me, Bannister's been with the Giants, and he's been with the Red Sox. So, like, I, I like those hires, but you're not wrong. They plucked, like, four look, other guys look, from look, the Royals look, organization.
0: Look, I don't know what Kenny Williams finally did, but it looked like he was never going to be let go. And and they're digging out of such a debacle uh, 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 of, of a projection of a team that people actually thought was going to win over 100 games that now— has been reduced within a year to a 63-win ball club in Las Vegas. Brutal. So any criticism, I always used to tell the White Sox, the administration, which is still intact, negativity, positivity, that's how you sell tickets. When I talked to White Sox, they sold tickets, whether they liked it, the, and I always talked a lot of positive about it. I'm mm. a White Sox fan, and I remember the good years. Mm. I remember the 92, 93, 94, mm-hmm. 95 years. I remember the Tomey years. Yeah. And I remember all that. They act like everybody talks just negative about them. But how can you talk positive right now with the win
2: total you just said and what's going and on? When you go 61 and 101 Come and then on. you got a win total of 63 and a half. Yep. Let's all right, go. Coming up next, we'll uh, talk to Jim Miller. We'll get some uh, prep race action for the weekend for everybody's pleasure. We'll give you some best bets before we're out of here as well. More to do. Don't go anywhere, folks. Mike and Carmen, we're coming right back. We are the Odds Couple presented by Circa Resort and Casino.
1: The Odds Couple with Carmen DeFalco and Mike North on ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports.
2: during the home stretch on this week's episode of the Odds Couple presented by Circuit Resort and Casino and it's time for horse racing 101 some of the best handicapping you're going to get anywhere he's constantly delivering for us in the winter circle and he's one of the best in the business the expert handicapper from Hawthorne Race Course the one the only Jim Miller
3: jimmy Boys, as we speak, I am overlooking the track at Hawthorne Racecourse, watching Thoroughbred's train on the racetrack here. We are one month away from opening day for racing on March 23rd. Guys, we're two months away from the Illinois Derby, so Mm. we're monitoring these Derby prep races because we may see some of those horses here at Hawthorne if they're not in Kentucky the first Saturday in May. So exciting stuff going on here.
2: You guys are not dark very often. This is one of the few times, right, Jimmy, as you guys make this track conversion and you're the only ones that do this in the country at this point?
3: Yep, five weeks we're dark in the entire season, and that's it. And that's only the time to get that track down, which we did in a matter of 96 hours this year. It's the transition of horses for the harness horses moving off the backstretch, thoroughbreds moving onto the backstretch, and then we're right after a train. But uh, four weeks right up to opening day, and I'll tell you, a lot more horses here on the grounds, which will mean bigger fields, which will mean more value. So I'm really looking forward to this meet.
0: I think a store that succeeds, or a restaurant that succeeds, is one that's open consistently. Is that the thinking that you have at Hawthorne, while a lot of people are dark, Why some tracks have left certain areas, not only the state of Illinois, that you want to be known as a track that can be depended on? You don't want to be that restaurant that you go to that's open, you know, 12 hours, and you got there on the 13th hour, and it's closed. Is that consistency, along with the partnership, that you have with the uh, with the uh, with the sports book,
3: yeah, and that's exactly what we're working towards. We we want to have something going on for right. our live product each and every week that you're here at Hawthorne. So when you come out, you know there's going to be simulcast wagering going on. You know there's sports betting going on, but if we can expose people to the live racing product mm-hmm. as well, maybe you're going to grab some new fans. It's different times of day that you have for night harness racing compared to afternoon thoroughbreds, but maybe get some transition for the betters there as well. So and it it's is a something- nice evening. You, right. You want something consistently happening, and that is the thing. And it, and it is. It's a great place to come and watch races. We're actually expanding our apron this year so you get a little bit better view of the racetrack as well. Oh, nice. So a lot of good things going on. The big prep race this weekend is the Rebel. Is that right, Jimmy? Yeah, 50-point prep this week. It's crazy to think Oakland Park has so much money. The Rebel is a derby prep, and it's $1.2 million, but it is. It's a really good race this weekend. It's going to be one of the three we focus on, guys. Here's the three races we're looking at. They're all at Oaklawn Park. Big card on Saturday. So we're going to bet all these horses across the board. Start in race seven at Oaklawn. We're going to bet the horse, the three horse, Lenny May, across the board. Adds Lasix for the first time. Five to one on that horse. Then go to race 10. This is the $600,000 Razorback Stakes. We're going to bet the eight Magic Tap across the board. Who should get a perfect stalking trip. And then, Carm, going back to a horse we talked about a few weeks ago Mm. in the Rebel, race number 11, the one horse, Carbone. This is a horse who ran in the slop last (laughs) out and did not like the slop at all. It's going to be fast at Oaklawn on Saturday. Carbone should run a big race. They have the horse at 15 to 1 in the morning line, guys. The horse is going to be probably four to one. I think okay. they missed on that one. Okay. But hey, I'll take a $10 winner anytime.
2: Anytime. Yeah. And Yurko uh, was inquiring about that Dwayne Lucas horse. You said yep. you kind of like that one too, right?
3: Yeah. That, that's the 11 horse. Just Steel. This is a horse that ran a really big race last out. And I had some people put some eyes on the horse during the week. They said this horse has added weight since their last race, which is a positive sign. Mm. Just Steel should run really well in the Rebel too.
2: How does Oak Lawn generate these types of purses, Jimmy? What's the secret down there for them?
3: So in Arkansas, Oaklawn is the only racetrack that goes. So they generate money year round off their simulcast products, but they do have a casino on site Ah, there. This is exactly what you've seen from the impact of casino because their race season is only from mid-December until Derby weekend. So they're generating money Mm. year round and then they're only having to pay it for six months of a racing season. And guys, hopefully we're just around the corner for seeing things just like that here in Illinois. I'm excited about that too, but, uh, I do think eventually we're going to get right to it's that point. And maybe we create a circuit Hawthorne to Oakland, Oakland to Hawthorne. Yeah. That casinos the key though. not it's just entertainment the, the Casinos The the key. Yeah. It, it, yep. You can do
0: more than just go and watch a raise. And you're raising
2: the purses.
0: That's yeah. it. Well, that's and, and the, and the beauty
3: of it all too, especially with the legislation here in Illinois is, you know, there's a set amount of money that has to go to purses. So purses, no matter what are going to increase and that's something that we're really looking forward to too. And, uh, Something that I'm excited about.
2: All right, Jimmy, good stuff, buddy. Have an awesome weekend. We'll talk to you next week.
3: All right, you got it. Good luck. See you, pal. Jim
2: Jim Miller at Hawthorne Jim on X and you uh catching him there on the Car X Tyrant Auto Guest Hotline. All right, good stuff there. Yeah. Oaklawn yeah. and Hot Springs. Hot Springs, Arkansas, generating those what types else of persons. is there to do but, there? But the casino is the driving force. I know. I
0: used to go, you went there for the hot springs. You went right. there to right. take the baths. I mean... You'd go, you'd go if you, you know, have to dry out if you're an alcoholic. What like else you are there. you going
2: to do down there? What else is there
0: to loud. do? And then, and then, and now you got a captive audience and you got a casino. So, I think that's what Hawthorne is doing. They're smart. I like their business. Uh, I think Jimmy does a tremendous job promoting.
2: Yeah. You know. Yep. All right, Mikey. So, what do we uh, what do we got for some best plays rolling into the weekend? I know you were going to give out some golf. I love right. this because people, if they're catching up late uh, on Saturday, they can still get in on this yeah, action.
0: Yeah, I mean, here's what's going to happen. I, I, I'm going to do three matches. I'm going to. It's called what I go through daily. It's <laughs> I could lose every game. I'm not saying because it's golf. There's no rhyme or reason. You look at the odds. You say, why is this guy getting this? Or, and it works out pretty good for me. But I could lose every one of these games. I'm not telling you to take them. Uh, But I'm just saying what I'm going to go through today. I've won and swept the board before, and I've also been swept, and I've done in between like everything else. Maverick McNeely plus 105 over Michael Kim. That starts at 136. Okay, and then I got two more uh, quick ones here. Uh, Histasuni, okay, at minus 110 uh, over, um, I can't even read my own writing, Holland. Oh, Hubbard. Over Mark Hubbard, okay, uh, minus one ten, and uh, Del Solar minus one fifteen over Norlander. Those are my matchup golfs, and I have more after Carmen.
2: I love game. it. All right, all right. I'll give out one NBA game for tonight. People um, don't
0: know what we go through.
2: It's crazy, right? I mean, right? Like, every day. I, I mean, outside of football season, I'm always like, Ugh. all right. And then now. on
0: top of that, we think our producer was murdered last night. I mean, <laughs> all sorts worried of the death things of going bottom.
2: on. Uh, I'm gonna give. A, I'm gonna fade some trends here, which you know. I, I love when you fade trends. And normally, I like the trends, but I'm gonna fade a couple of trends here, and, I, and I'll like tell it. you why. Uh, the trend for tonight, if you were looking at the Bucks-T-Wolves game in Minneapolis, the trends would tell you to bet the T-Wolves. Uh, they are now, and the money's coming in on the T-Wolves. It was three and a half about an hour ago. It is now T-Wolves minus four and a half. They've been excellent against teams with winning records this year. The Bucks obviously have a winning record. Milwaukee has been the worst team in the NBA in terms of cover percentage this year when they are getting points on the road. But I'm gonna fade a couple of trends, and I'll tell you why. Milwaukee's just three and seven since Doc took over. They lost their last game going into the All-Star break. Well, they lost their last two, actually, but the one they lost last, what was it, last Wednesday night no, maybe? Bad. Against Memphis. Bad, bad? Mike, Oh, my God. Against basically a G League roster. J.J. Reddick went on an epic rant against his former coach, Doc Rivers. I just think with the week off and some of the, you know, they've been kind of taken in the teeth here the last week. I think the Bucks come out and play a little bit more inspired and play a little bit better. I'll actually say Milwaukee plus the four-and-a-half tonight against the T-Wolves in Minnesota. I'm fading the trends, and we'll be done with it there. That's it okay. for me. Now,
0: I also put like a, 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 a unit on each one of those three, but also just for futures. Us, Eric Van Ryan wins the Mexico Open at plus 400 right now. What I do is take Rogers at plus 1,000, Velamaki, he's a good kid, plus 1,200. I don't even know if he's Italian. I have no idea. Olsen at plus 1,200, and Nikolai Hogarth, The four guys trailing him just go to Bovada. Put some couch change on it, maybe twenty five bucks a piece. Nice. It's hard to hold the lead this year. Last year, mm. there were about four or five games, and already it has happened. But early, that beginning to end, the guy won. This year, that's mm. not happening. Can'tley looked like he couldn't lose. Yeah, right. And then he lost. And then he lost. And the week before, the same thing yeah. happened. Yeah. Different year, like Luke said. Bet the next four guys, and just hope. It's almost like betting the field, but you're betting the four guys behind the leader, and you'll make money if one of them wins. Love
2: it. All right. Eric, anything for the weekend?
0: Eric, my guy is back. Dun, 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 dun. I have an eye on a future in the I NBA. I love what you do there. So Eric. I love the top of the West. Obviously, the top four teams in the West are terrific. Yes, They're only separated right now top to bottom two and a half games. I think after this week, the Nuggets have not been healthy in a while. Jamal Murray's cleared. KCP's back. Mm-hmm. I think is the best chance to get these odds at the Nuggets to win the West at plus 450
3: it's not a bad call it's the lowest of the four right now yeah. and i think after a week or two they're going to jump a couple teams and those odds are going to change it's not a
2: bad call at all i like what we're thinking all right excellent yeah. stuff boys uh, eric uh, ostrowski our executive producer yep. thank you as always thank you as well to luke pergandy and jim miller and most importantly thank you for listening to the show it was great to be back mike it was great seeing you last night have a wonderful weekend happy wagering and we'll do it again next friday So long, everybody. This is The Odds Couple on ESPN 1000.